Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please on Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And you know what I really hate? Just the concept of rain. This weekend, <laughs> I just hate rain. Yeah. I mean, it, it may have helped us, especially if we were planning to lose another game to FIU, but oh, wow. uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was especially pissed because I was out doing shit all day Saturday and I missed both games. And then I was like, all right, Sunday, I'm going to watch these games. I'm going to, you know, hang out, have a good time watching tech baseball. And then nope, nothing. I just had to clean my apartment all day. That was fun. Wow. You suck. <laughs> no arguments there. A, dis- a disappointing weekend in a couple of ways, but a not so disappointing weekend too. I guess we'll have to figure out what the not so disappointing part is. But yeah, I mean, the first game even, that that started with rain. The game got delayed by that rain, and then a couple innings in, it got canceled and got moved to the next day due to that rain. And yeah. the rain didn't really do us any favors there either. No, I mean, that that sucked because, I mean, we go from having a pitcher who's got his stuff and is, you know, is doing really well and we're up in the game and then you got to postpone it to the next day. So your same guy can't keep pitching. Obviously he's like 50 pitches in or something. And, uh, our bullpen is the problem. If you haven't listened to the show before, um, please. Yeah. So if this, if this series had gone four games, I actually put this in the notes for later in the show, but if this series had gone four games, it would have been really interesting to see what we would do because we actually ended up burning Cade Gibson on the second half of that first game. So in game four, we just had three question marks as our starting pitcher. <laughs> At that point, I just think of the of like the meme from Chappelle show of Tyrone Bigham's uh, sc- scratching his neck. Being like, <laughs> hey, y'all got some more in bullpen? <laughs> y'all got some more in pitchers? <laughs> we can harp on that all day. but And we will. Uh, yes, we will. <laughs> But yeah, so let's talk about this game one because Tech was actually handling it pretty well early on. They scored a run, one run, and then immediately that game was called due to rain. And then that one run was scored thanks to a double. And to start off the second half of the first game, I guess, that runner got hit home. He got to third and then he got home. So Tech is up 2-0. And even by the middle of the third, Tech is up 4-1. to one, And things are looking pretty good right here. Something that I... Thought I remembered Cade Gibson pitching to start the second game. The box score has Jonathan Fincher out on the mound for the first inning or two mm. of this second part of the first game. No, no. Well, I think I think you may be you may be mistaking. So the game got postponed again, and then they came back. So there was a lightning delay after right, the game right. started. Right. And Fincher came back out from the lightning delay because it was only like 30, 40 minutes. And then it got postponed again due to heavy rain and the heavy rain didn't go away so they ended up can't they ended up postponing to the next day and then gibson came out to start the fourth i believe yes and so yeah that's you're right i there was so much due to weather this past weekend that i kind of combined two things yeah there was the lightning and then the final rain delay that put the end of the game for the day so yeah jonathan ventures is done after three innings of pretty good baseball and that kind of sucks because your best pitcher has been limited by the weather yeah and then Gibson comes out on the second day and to open his inning gives up two walks and a double and Tech's lead is cut to one, four to three. Not a great start there. <sighs> yeah. It allows yeah. one more in the fifth and now it's a tie game. Gotta love it. Uh, Kyle Griffin <laughs> enters in the sixth and retires the side in order a one, two, three inning, just what the doctor had ordered, but then comes back out for his second inning and I believe he gets an out and then a double and two straight walks to low the bases. He gets pulled for Tyler Fallis, who comes in and strikes out the first batter, then gives up a single double and a walk. And uh, before you know, it's eight to four FIU. And by the end of the inning, it's nine to four. The worst part of that is that uh, Fallis had, he struck out the first guy and then has the other guy down, I believe, or no, the count was two and two. Then he gives up that single and there's a bad throw in there. So, and so we're one strike away from ending this inning with the, you know, with the bases loaded, switching pitchers and coming in and keeping the score tied. And then not, not two pitches later because it's, it's two, two and he gets a single. Then the very next pitch to the next batter is a double scoring two more runs. So, so you're one pitch away from ending the inning and then two pitches later, you're down eight to four. 
Yay. Not ideal. Not ideal at all. Uh, Tech is able to get on the board again after this inning, but they only score one more run, and so does FIU. And this game ends 10-5. to Pitching that yeah. we've talked about a little bit a second ago, and we, we talked about it a lot here because there are a lot of pitching issues. But it was kind of cool to see a couple guys come in at the end of the game with names that I didn't recognize. The two guys who came in at the end of this game were Bryson Bales and Wesley Kreger. Who? Yes. Uh, I mean, Bryson Bales, this was his third appearance. He also pitched one inning against Arkansas with a strikeout. Wait, and no earned runs or hits or anything. That's pretty nice. And then also gave up two earned runs to Southern Miss a while back. Did he just come in and throw a four-pitch walk? Is that what he did? Yep. He threw <laughs> a four-pitch walk did? and then got the hook for Wesley Kreger. <laughs> wow. That's uh, okay. <laughs> I could do that. I could actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like probably the one thing I could actually do on the baseball field right now. I can go out there and, you know, throw throw four <laughs> straight bad pitches. <laughs> yeah, this was Kreger's uh, fifth appearance for the Bulldogs this year. Kreger's really? a freshman. I mean, it's nice to get him some experience, I guess. I guess. Yeah. When you look at a box score and you see seven pitchers being used in one game, that's not usually a good sign that you won the game. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and granted, the weather delay kind of impacted that. I mean, you may not use this many if if Fincher goes longer in this game, but the game was played as it was played. FIU also had to suspend their play. So, yeah, it, and they only used three in this game. Yeah. The, I mean, it, I guess the idea was for Cade Gibson to just come in and finish the game out, right? And Or go as long as he can, but he only went two innings. Yeah, he went. He went two innings, and that pretty much. But it was forty pitches in those two innings, so that pretty much Ooh. burns him. I guess he probably could have came in in relief in game two if we really needed him. But that's I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I would have done if I was Lane Burrows because that's that's Cried. tough, especially since yeah, cry, yeah, <laughs> just beg to like build a dome over the stadium overnight so we can keep pitcher pitching. Please, <laughs> now the Marlins are barely using their stadium. He was, I mean, he was doing, he gave up three hits and one earned run um, in three innings. And then Gibson comes in and gives up three hits and three earned runs in uh, in two innings of work. So Such a subtle diss. <laughs> I'm still not over 2003, and now they're also in the Nats division. So I have a lot of beef with, with the former Florida Marlins. Yeah, well. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Evan, please continue. Oh, that was that was pretty. I think much it was it. at the end, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it was. Then he got six dudes who pitched, or five dudes who pitched at most an inning and a third. Yeah. And Kyle Griffin gets the loss with that inning and a third of work. So twenty-eight pitches for him. Not <laughs> just just nobody really it's seemed to just have a it trade. There That's at a the trade wreck. Yeah. yeah. When you allowed an earn run every nine pitches, things aren't going well. Uh, yep. Not great. No, where's Lane getting these pictures? Indeed.com. <laughs> Even worse, ZipRecruiter. Yeah, gotta switch um, over to ZipRecruiter. Oh my yeah. bad. Sponsor us, ZipRecruiter. Yeah, ZipRecruiter is the one that actually sponsors podcasts. So uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, we'll just say their name enough, and eventually there'll be someone out of the ether to give us money to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the Saturday game though, or the second set. The Wait. The first the only full Saturday game. The, the, oh, yeah, grading the baseball contest this week is going to be so much fun, by the way. Just throw it out. Who cares? Yeah. Says the guy with two points. And this is the time that uh, your brother didn't do it. So there were Ooh. some people hoping to make some ground. Ooh, Steven, what you doing, dog? Anyway. Probably trying to. I mean, same best. thing could be asked for the tech pitchers, even in this one, because tech wins this one by five, 12 to seven. But they also give up seven runs to FIU, which is an 18 and 28 team on the year. This oh, is not God. the best team that we've played. Oh, man. I didn't even look at their record. That's uh, not great. No. Yeah. I mean, this is part of being the top ranked team in CUSA is that you have a target on your back and chest yeah. and head and everywhere. Teams want to give you their best shot. They can say, hey, look, our season's pretty much over. But like, if we can upset them, then wouldn't that be fun? And that's kind of what they did Friday and early Saturday. And then the actual full day Saturday game also didn't start out great, did it, Evan? 
No. Um, FIU starts off the first inning with a leadoff single, and you're kind of like, oh, great. <laughs> this this <laughs> isn't good. Um, after an out, they advance the runner on a pass ball. And another thing about these two games was that FIU was stealing and stuff. They took a page from MTSU's book. Um, they were very eager to run. Another single puts runners on the corners, and then a fielder's choice scores a run. Um, we tried to go for the double play, and, and it, I think it was a little bit late to first base. Then a bunt advances the runner to second, and another single scores him. So FIU's up two to nothing, and you're kind of like, man, if even our starters aren't getting the job done, like what's going to happen this weekend as a whole? Um, and, and to top that off, Tech comes out the first two innings and doesn't really do much at all. FIU comes out in the bottom of the second and loads the bases up with one out on a hit-by-pitch, a single, and a walk. But then Jennings kind of clamps down and records the final two outs with the bases loaded to get out of that jam. He, I think he forced a infield pop-up maybe and then gets a strikeout. So it was not great to uh, to kind of follow along with that one as it was happening. But Or no, it was, it was two fly-outs to finish the inning. But uh, luckily Tech comes out in the third, and Alex Ray gets stuff started off, you know, uh, last hitter in the lineup, he doubles to start the inning. Then Young gets a walk, and Wells loads up the bases with no outs with a single um, to right field or center field. And uh, then there's a pass ball, so we score a run in the runner's advance. Bates walks to keep the bases loaded with no outs. And Garcia hits into a fielder's choice, but that scores a run. Or no, they, they choose to throw out Young at home. So it's still 2-1 to one with one out. And then Netterville hits a sack fly, scoring Wells, and then Matulia strikes out. So it's two to two. So, you know, we could have done better with the bases loaded and no outs, but you'll take that, right? No. Oh. Yeah, we'll okay. take it. Well, Matt won't take that, <laughs> but uh, Nathan I'll and I it. will. Yeah. Hey, he'll take it. Yeah, then, I mean, there's kind of a lull for a few innings. <laughs> Nothing much happens um, until the sixth inning. And then, Nathan, you want to take us through that? Pretty good sixth inning here. Yeah, pretty good sixth inning is probably the best way to put this one because, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good sixth inning. It starts with a full count walk by Philip Matulia, followed up by two straight singles, then a fielder's choice by Alex Ray. We now have runners at first and third, and a run is scored. So Tech has taken that lead on that fielder's choice. They're now up three to two. Taylor Young comes to bat, 2-1 count, doubles the center field, advancing Ray to third and scoring O'McConnell. Wells fouls out to third base. Bates doubles to left center field, scoring both Young and Ray. Tech is now up 6-2. And then after Garcia walks and advanced to second on a passed ball, Netterville flies out to center field. And that's the sixth inning. You go up 6-2 after the sixth inning. I'm 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 not sure if Matt will take this because I'm not sure what Matt will take anymore. But I'm absolutely <laughs> taking this. Anything that isn't phallic. What's uh? <laughs> is that like a zero run inning, a one run inning, and then a zero run inning? Take it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the bottom of the six, though, you know that comfortable lead we just built up got a little uncomfortable. FIU immediately walks. Singles up the middle and then hits a home run. So it's six to five with no outs. Not great. Um, but then Krigger gets pulled out for tech and Landon Tompkins comes in to pitch there um, in the sixth. And pretty much, well, he walks one guy, but gets the other ones all to uh, to bat into outs. Two ground outs and a, and a fly ball to left field. Um, and Tompkins, we'll talk about, I mean, he came in in relief after that awful game one my boy and yeah <laughs> he's back to being your boy huh? he's my boy again <laughs> um and Tompkins put the put the hammer down here and didn't let FIU do much um after that home run um well until the bottom of the ninth I guess but the top of the seventh we we described the top of the sixth as a very good inning the top of the seventh is pretty good too. We have uh, Matulia starting out with a with a fly ball that gets him out, but then two straight singles, McConnell and Corona, to get on base there, and then Ray fouls out, but Young walks to load the bases with two outs, um, and then Hunter Wells goes down two strikes in the count. And what happens next, Dave Nitz? 
The 0-2 pitch. Hit toward right field. Back on it goes the right fielder. Canada looking up. It is gone. A home run. A grand slam home run by Hunter Wells. you got to love that. I indeed do love that, Dave. Wells takes one out of the ballpark, and you can hear some of the Tech fans down in front of us cheering. Oh, yeah, you Wells can. Wells with his eighth home run of the year. <laughs> got a very screamer loud. down there. A grand slam home run here in the seventh inning. And the Bulldogs lead it 10 to 5. Between the scream, between that the hard hit ball that ends up being the the grand slam and the scream, I thought that he had hit someone with the ball so hard. It <laughs> <laughs> forced that reaction out of somebody. Yes. Most people do scream with joy whenever they're struck <laughs> by a ball. <laughs> that was that was Tech's first grand slam of the season. Fun fact. Oh. Well, they're only one so far, I guess. But you know. <laughs> You're being hopeful, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just trying not to spoil the rest of the show. You know, there might be another Grand Slam before we end the show. I don't know. Yeah, we do have two more games to talk about, right? <laughs> we only had two games so far. We have two more games, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. 22 and a half Grand Slams in both of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 22 and a half? Fernando Tati Sr. on steroids. This is big brain reference. Is it? Yeah, he hit two Grand Slams in the same inning off Chan Ho Park. I'm still confused about the half a grand slam, but <laughs> yeah, to, to wrap up this game though, Tech adds some more runs in the eighth with McConnell driving in Matuli and Ray and driving in McConnell later in the inning. FIU adds two in the bottom of the ninth, the only damage really done against my boy Landon Tompkins. Uh, and that's with two outs to make it a respectable 12 to seven final score here. Yeah, this game, although a little closer at the end than I would have liked, was really what I expected both games to be like and what we're getting kind of used to seeing that Tech doesn't always have their best stuff every night that they play baseball, which is my takeaway from this weekend. Yeah, a very good team, a very good team with a weakness that makes them a not very good team. That was game two. Yeah, but that was game two. Game three and game four on Sunday so, because of the, so the, original, the moved games. Yeah, the original plan was to do was to finish out the first nine inning game and then play a nine inning game on Saturday. Then play the two back-to-back seven-inning games on Sunday. A lot of baseball. Yeah, and and so Jarrett Worf was going to be the starter for game three, so you got to feel pretty good about any game that he's starting. Um, game four, like I said, three question marks was going to be our starting pitcher, so that's fun. Um, but Elon unfortunately... Elon Musk Wario <laughs> would be one of our pitchers. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the Southern Florida decided to be covered in rain again on Sunday. So those games didn't get to happen. I'm not sure there are any domed stadia in college ball. Are there? Hmm. That's a question. I, I wonder the answer. I wonder if there's something that doesn't dome. allow for that college baseball. Because there's a, you can make a case that any team up in Washington state, or in southern Florida should have a dome because of that ridiculously wet weather. So University of Minnesota used to play at U.S. Bank Stadium. Are you reading this on Hoist the Colors? <laughs> yes, the East Carolina 24-7. But now they play at Target Field, the new ballpark, right. and that's open area. Time to scroll also, through this list of Division One baseball venues. Huh. I just, I don't know. I don't know if any teams do play indoors. I mean, very few football teams do. Like Idaho does. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse I mean, did. I'm not sure if they still do. Nor- oh, yeah, wow. they do. They do. That's and, cool. Uh, North Dakota State, which is D2, but they play indoors too because of the harsh weather up there in North Dakota. Green Hill College in Mobile, Alabama plays at a field that's been actively played on since 1889. That's oh. really cool. And it's right next to their administrating administration building. History. That's less cool. Uh, that's just kind of a, yeah, it's next to their thing. Well, I, I don't know. That is kind of cool. Like, what if uh, the baseball field was right in the middle of campus? Like the football like field used to be? Yeah, like that downtown field. Oh, in, wow. There's a the picture majors. of it from 1880 or eight, the 1890s. I mean, it really is. Like, people are, you are on just NCAA.com now on the yeah. nine oddball features college yes. baseball stadiums? <laughs> people are just sitting on the, on the steps of the administration building, like watching the game take place in the field next to it. That's pretty cool. It, it'd be like if we played games on the, on the quad. <laughs> 
And enough talking about pictures that we're looking at on the internet during an audio podcast. <laughs> Let's jump back because we have some players of the week to dish out. I'll go first since I'm the only one that has this image of how the players did over the weekend because our bot hasn't tweeted it out yet because we're recording on Sunday night. George Corona gets my vote. Seven at-bats, five hits, two walks. So nine yep. plate appearances. But yeah, he only gets out two times of the nine times he steps up to the plate. It's a home run, two RBIs during that period too. OPS of 2.063 across the two games. Yeah, I think that can't do much a, better than that. A unanimous he thing again, as per also usual. from Miami, Florida. So going back home. Uh, so great pick, Nathan. Unfortunately, you're wrong because the player of the week is McConnell. Um, he, <laughs> he went six for 11. Um, two RBIs. He went four for five in game two, where we actually won the game. Um, so great stuff from him as well. I don't know. I don't have all the nerd stats in front of me, but um, it's actually a little better. He only had nine at bats, so six for nine. Oh, really? Yes, oh, nine at bats, two doubles, and nice. two RBIs. You had me well, checking my math here on the we, on the screen. We know I can, we know I can't do math, so I just added two extra at bats for some reason, even though I clearly have written in front of me two for four and four for five. So I don't know how that happened, but you know. My degree's not in math, so there we go. And my honorary mention, because I'll, I'll do one of those this time, goes to my boy Landon Tompkins. Yeah, I almost gave it to him. I struggled, yeah, and shut down the end of this game. He comes in at 6-5. to five. I mean, we started off game one up, four, or the second half of game one up 4-1, to one, and the bullpen couldn't get it done, and then Tompkins comes in and completely shuts the door on FIU um, in game two to, to make sure we at least got one win this week. And Krieger couldn't really get it done. The the ace in the hole that we have comes in, gives up in one innings pitch, three earned runs, and lets FIU yeah. get right back into this. And, of course, Krieger gets the win, and this is another opportunity for me to talk about how much I hate the win stat just as a thing. <laughs> and Lane Tompkins gets a four-inning save, which, I mean, that's less of a... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he, he went... Uh, Krieger was the one who went four innings in relief last week and, and ended up saving a game or had a four inning save last week, I think, but you know, we need one of these guys to be consistently good in a few weeks because we got the conference tournament coming up pretty quick here. Um, yeah. So hopefully Please. we can find that consistency and, you know, not be like, okay, Krieger, you go out and pay. Oh God, no, Tompkins, <laughs> get in there, you know, <laughs> and have it be too late. Cause you know, when it comes to these tournament games, like, man, you just you got to have your stuff, and this bullpen is kind of scary, and it, it kind of sucks that we haven't found that Not in this good way. Yeah, yeah. Because we were hoping, like, okay, maybe we'll find some consistency by May and then no. be able to push through, but it feels like it's just not coming. So we're just going to have to – just gonna have to ride these starters to some wins in the conference tournament and, and in the regional, you know, the, the tournament phase. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Is real. I mean, I don't think we really learned – that much this nope. weekend. Nope. Tech did Other what we expected them to do. Suck ass. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all we know. Yeah. <laughs> rain delays suck, and two games in a week doesn't give you a lot to talk about on a podcast. That and never eat a peanut butter jelly t- chicken tuna sandwich. <laughs> Is this a life lesson that you learned this week? No, it's a obscure lyric from Eminem. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds familiar. Uh, with a peanut butter ch- jelly chicken tuna sandwich. It's <laughs> <laughs> uncanny how much you sound like Eminem. <laughs> anyway, not a lot of games, not a lot to talk about because Mother Nature took a crap on our weekend. Do uh, you have a couple other little interesting tidbits about this weekend? Uh, the only other, the only thing I haven't gone through yet is Taylor Young's twenty five game on base streak came to an end on Friday night. Um, and, and well, I guess Friday night and Saturday, um, young, I think batted, do I still have the game pulled up? He must've batted over if he didn't get on base. Hold on. Yeah. Taylor young bats. His stat line is over five with one run scored, but his on base streak came to an end and courtesy of our guy, uh, LaTeX sports report. Um, I learned that when you reach via error, you are not considered to have been on base because the on-base statistics are tied to um, the same as your your average. Um, your your on-base percentage. Yeah. Your on-base percentage, right. So hits and walks count, but not errors. So Taylor Young scores a run 
um, but is not considered to have been on base. So his on base streak of 25 games came to an end. Yeah. So you get on base via hit, a walk, or hit by pitch. And he did none of those things because he reached via a big old E, an error. So yeah, that streak comes to an end, which is dumb that that's how that works, but that's how that works. So I guess you got to live with it. He should have played better. (laughs) Yeah. He had five other opportunities to get it or walked or hit by pitch and did not do it. So yeah, but enough looking back on the past, let's move on towards the future. Everything is Chrome in the future. And future, but we're still a little uh, bit in the past because we're recording this on Sunday night and we don't quite yet know how the polls will go. Uh, I want to jump in after we kind of, I want to make some predictions about how we think tech will rank in the polls. Um, I'm going to cut back in some audio without record tomorrow that says where we are. But so division one baseball, we were up to number 14 baseball America. We were 19 or no, we were 18. Uh, USA Today, we were 14, and RPI is the one we actually do know right now. RPI is 24. Uh, where do y'all think we're going to be ranked? Do you think we go down because we went one and one, which I think makes sense? And do you think we go down significantly because of it? No, I I see no. us in the high 20s. I mean, any, anybody who watched or, or who can look and see, okay, the first game was weird because they played half with their starting pitcher and then – half the next day with a ragtag bunch of bums at pitcher. <laughs> no offense. Jesus Christ. No, you can't say no, no offense. offense after a ragtag group of bums. <laughs> after a bunch of fucking losers. No offense. Look, I'm just saying I could come in and pitch a four-pitch walk, right? I mean, come on. But <laughs> that, That's just brutal. Um, You'd hit anyways, four batters. No. Clearly, I suck at baseball and was never good at baseball. So I never batted into a triple play, to be fair to That's, myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Jesus uh, Christ. I blame coaching. But... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scrub. So, okay. So for, I think we're going to fall from 14 because, you know, we didn't take care of business ultimately. And there will probably be teams ranked right below there that will, uh, that will have actually taken care of business. But Baseball America ranked us higher after we split with Marshall a couple weeks ago. So I think we go up in that one. I think we'll be 17 in that one and maybe 16 in D1 Baseball. Yeah, I think D1 Baseball, I'm thinking we're 16, 18, somewhere around there. Baseball America, who knows? That that poll just makes no sense to me. Um, And then I think USA Today, I think that one's more, I can see them dropping us to 23, 24, something like that. Just They seem more finicky and more more name brandy than than D1 baseball does. So I there's a reason why I like D1 baseball as much as I do. And it's not just because they favor us in their polling sometimes. Yeah. But also but also really. <laughs> but also really. Okay. Future Nathan, take it away. Thanks, Bass Nathan. Yeah, in the Division One baseball poll, Louisiana Tech held steady at number 14 overall. The USA Today poll tech fell two spots to number 16. So not quite as doom and gloom as I was about this last night. And then, what do you know, Baseball America's poll has Tech up one spot from 19 to 18. So I think Evan's really onto something there. Thanks, Future Wait, Nathan. Did you, did you actually go into the future? <laughs> Very slowly, yeah. <laughs> Nathan's back. Imagine our reaction if you had discovered the secret of time travel for the sole purpose of <laughs> utilizing it for a small bit part in our podcast <laughs> it's like yeah i cure cancer too to figure it out but that's not important it's not this podcast is all that's important indeed and right now the only thing that's important for the bulldogs moving forward is beating lsu and utsa this week lsu uh, is the better of the two programs pretty much obviously usually the case rpi of 22 which has actually gone up quite a bit but the record is 29 and 18 They've played some stiff SEC competition this year, 9-15 and 15 in that conference, but Jeez. have gotten swept by Vanderbilt, but Vandy's number two, so that's understandable. Took only one of three from Arkansas, just like we did, so hooray. Uh, that game was at home for them as well in, in Alex Box Stadium. Uh, let's see, what else have they done this year? They've also played Tennessee, number six, and got swept by them. Played Mississippi State, number four, and took one of those games. Uh, they did sweep UTSA, so there's that. And then also beat ULL right after we played LSU, and they beat ULL 11-2. to 
So LSU is a good team still. They're not a regional hosting type team now unless something really drastically happens in the last part of the season. And they don't really have a lot of schedule boosters to, to help them out. But this is still a tough game. I think Tech is the better team out of the two. But this is not a gimme win like these past few weekends. It felt like they should be at least. Yeah, and it'll be really interesting to see what we do as far as you know approaching this midweek game from the pitching staff perspective because we haven't had midweek games in so long. And we've got a, a four-game stand against UTSA coming up. So, you know, and we're coming off this weird weekend where Worf didn't even get to pitch. So, I mean, I guess my assumption is that he'll pitch on Tuesday and maybe we'll have a short a short lease or a short leash or a pitch count on him where so he can be ready for Sunday's game. Um, but at the same time, most most of the time you'd say midweek games don't really matter that much. It's a one-off thing, it's not a series, but kind of feels like we need to win this after having two games canceled and dropping one to FIU. So um feels like there's a lot riding on this one game um in terms of our regional hosting, you know, standing. Yeah. And I really feel like we can only lose one or two more games until conference tournament time because we have ODU yeah. coming up and those will be huge to get both if we get both of those wins, that would be such a huge part because ODU is a top twenty five team right now. Um, LSU is an RPI, a top 25 team, and just outside of it in most of the polls. Um, and those are huge boosters. And then we just have to not mess up against UTSA. Can't trip over our own feet. It is worth noting the last time these teams played, uh, di- things didn't go too well for the Bulldogs. And LSU ran away with a 16-7 win after a 5-inning 6, a 4-inning 4-run 7th. What? A 5-run 6th, a 4-run 7th, and a 5-run 8th. And they didn't even play the bottom of the ninth because they were up by By nine runs. (laughs) Yeah. It was Ryan Jennings on the mound for the Bulldogs. So they haven't seen Worf yet. I will be a little upset if Worf doesn't at least get the start after not pitching at all on Sunday. It may mess up. I know he's talked on uh, talking with Teddy about having that routine and his whole week kind of planned out for him. But Tech needs this win. They need their player to stand up. And we don't really have a week at a midweek guy to come in anyway so it it should be wharf that's my expectation stand up by dmb oh god please don't cue that (laughs) um carter has entered the chat drum machine carter um anyway i think uh i think it probably will be wharf of course we're talking about this in the games on tuesday night when this show pretty much comes out so if we're wrong you know sorry i guess but (laughs) um (laughs) he guesses yeah, it, it's interesting. RPI has us actually winning this game five to four, which would be cool. So, yeah. please. hopefully that happens. Yeah, and some names to look out for on this LSU team. Even though we just kind of saw them a few, I guess, a couple months ago at this point, they have two hitters that are over one on OPS. That's Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan. Also, Gavin Dugas is up there. And when it comes to batting, and Dugas is really the best home run hitter. Hayden Travinsky is also a good home run hitter. For the Tigers on the pitching mound, Landon Marcero. Mar- Mar- I should know this. I'm from Louisiana. It ends in an X. I should know how to say. I'm his from name. Louisiana. <laughs> Will Helmers and Garrett Edwards are kind of their one, two, three pitchers. All of them with an ERA of under three point five. I'm not sure who their midweek guy is right now. I haven't been able to tool to figure out who pitches when yet. Yet that that sounds like a project for next year. Um, but LSU has some good pitchers, and they also have some good relievers as well. Uh, Theo Milas and Matthew Beck have yet to give up an earned run over the course of the season, but they're not as heavily utilized as players like Devin Fontenot, who has 24 innings pitched, an ERA of 3.75, and has only given up one or two home runs so far this year. So those are some LSU names to look out for. But the week doesn't end there, does it? Nope. No, it typically goes until Saturday. Well, depends. Sunday. I mean, yeah, depends on when your calendar rolls over. Sunday! Please. Someone put me down. I am so exhausted. (laughs) And that might be the feeling the Bulldogs have after they play five (laughs) games this week after only usually playing four and this past week playing two. Maybe kind of exhausting because this is another weekend where we're scheduled to play one on Friday, two seven-in games on Saturday, and one on Sunday, this time against UTSA, and this time also at home. So maybe sleeping in your own bed will help soothe that exhaustion a little bit. Evan, you want to tell us about this UTSA team? 
Yeah, so UTSA's RPI is 81. They are 21 and 21 overall. I think they're not they're on the outside looking in as far as getting into the conference tournament this year. They're 13 and 14 in the conference. Not really predicted to make a lot of noise, but they do have three quad one wins. They're three and 13 in quad one. Two of them just came this past weekend against Old Dominion, number 20 in the country. On the Saturday, oh, wow. they won both of the seven-inning doubleheader games. The first one 12 to 10 and the second one 11 to zero. So this Oops. is a UTSA team that's cold, cold. This is a middle-of-the-pack CUSA team, but CUSA is a good baseball conference. So even the middle-of-the-pack team yeah. can give you some heat. They also stole one against Charlotte. Um, they won the last game of that to avoid the sweep. They won that one 11 to 5 in 10 innings. So big, big top of the 10th for them there, I guess. So yeah, this this is a team, looks like they can score some runs just by kind of browsing through their, their schedule here. They, they put up a couple of 12 spots against Rice, put up 14 and 16 against UAB, 12 and 11 against Old Dominion. So I mean... They they can tech together some runs, so if tech lets them get into the bullpen, uh, it might get ugly in one or two of these games. Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about: is a game getting ugly. I want it to go ugly in a good way, and the Bulldogs yeah. to jump out and in run rule or whatever the Roadrunners. But yeah, tech has a tendency to really really struggle in at least one game in a series. So I'm really hoping we're able to get past that with UTSA. But I've been saying that for a while. But yeah, so... You got any players to look out for or no? Oh yeah, you're right. UTSA, players to look out for on this Roadrunner team at the bat. So we talked about LSU. They have two players with an OPS of over one. UTSA has four. Nick Thornquist, Leighton Barry, Dylan Rock, and Griffin Paxton all have an OPS of at least one. They're all 1.0 something, but they're still all above one. Of the bunch, uh, Nick Thornquist, without a doubt, is their best hitter, also hits a lot of home runs. 23% of the time he hits the ball, and it's a hit, it's a home run. It's a pretty good average right there to get the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, the other big swing for the fence guy they have is Chase Kang. His OPS is only, not .979, but he also hits home runs 28% of the time he gets a hit. So those are guys that kind of swing for the fences for UTSA. On the mound, their best pitchers are Shane Daughtry, Jacob Jimenez, and John Chomko. Chomko? Sure. John Chomko has an ERA of 4.91, which is not great, but both Jimenez and Daughtry both have an ERA of under three. Are we sure it's not Jimenez? Jimenez. There you go. Is... Uh, and then we get, we get to the game, and he's like, it's Jimenez, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane Daughtry, again, those are the two guys. Uh, when it comes to starters, Zachary Griggs, Daniel Garza, and Hunter Madison, Mason, sorry, are their best relievers. But their bullpen's also the issue of this UTSA team. They don't have a guy who's pitched more than a couple of innings. There's an ERA of under three. Hmm. And Tech doesn't have that many either. I don't have that in front of me right now. But Tech also has some guys with some pretty high numbers. But there isn't one shutout guy for UTSA like there is for LSU, who has several that are under, or at least two that are under three and several that are in that three to four range. UTSA really kind of struggles upwards. When you get down to their seventh best pitcher, relief pitcher, he has an ERA of 21. So not a lot of options right there. Yeah, that is... <laughs> ERA of 21? 21 and al- three innings pitched. I can also do... In three innings? Yep. <laughs> I mean, if you have an ERA of 21, you're not going in very often. Yeah. But geez. to rack up that, oh my God, what was he going out there doing? Throwing four-mile-an-hour fastballs? I think we measure them in light years now. (laughs) Ah, forgive me. (laughs) Oh, gosh. The first time we don't mention that on the show will be a a good episode. (laughs) It's been like seven episodes in a row we've talked about. (laughs) His his, his EFIS pitch is 800 light years. (laughs) Again, light years is a distance. I'm still confused. But... I was also, I guess not confused, but I was saddened by how the softball team did this week in their final week of CUSA play before the tournament. They traveled to their home stadium to play North Texas and got swept in four games. I don't think we deserve to say the name of the field when you lose four games. It's too much joy. (laughs) Dr. Billy Bundrick Field. (laughs) Womp womp. 
Yeah, one yeah. to four, four to five, and ten innings, zero to six, and two to three. Yeah, that that great pitcher I talked about last week uh, threw a two hitter in game one where we lost four to one, and then came back in in game two to pitch one and two thirds uh, just because Ooh. she wanted to like show take us a, how bad we dump were on our program. <laughs> yeah when she came in maybe she pitched like the last two innings or something because they were really nervous i don't know no she no she pitched uh she pitched towards the end of the game but oh i forgot that 10 innings is uh three extra innings so yeah she did come in in extras but then she came out i guess because she had just pitched a complete game the day before so anyway yeah that that wasn't great but the texters are in the tournament as we said last week they clinched last week and they will play marshall the seven seed we are the six seed we play them at 2 30 p.m on wednesday to start out the tournament and that will be on espn plus so check that out if you uh are not working or if you are at work and can pull up you know on your second monitor or you know or, or if you're a reckless asshole <laughs> or if you you know you say fuck the man and you just watch tech <laughs> games at work like some of us do but um, <laughs> or you work from home and you can just have things on a second monitor without anyone noticing yeah please uh, tell me more step one you work from home yeah so even if <laughs> so tech plays marshall winner moves on i believe this is a double elimination tournament as well but it, is, yeah. it doesn't get to be double elimination until the thursday games so Wait, what Huh. Yeah. Wow. So Tech will play Marshall. Winner will play Charlotte. Winner of that will play UAB. Then it becomes double elimination. What? Uh, Why it's is single it elimination like to this? get to that point? So on Wednesday, Tech will if they win the first against Marshall, they'll play Charlotte later that night, seven thirty p.m. Central. <laughs> this game is also on ESPN Plus. If they win that game, they go on to play UAB. That game will be on Thursday. Win or lose, they still get to play another one, and those games will be on Friday. And then the championship game will be on Saturday. This is the only game that won't be on ESPN Plus. It will be on CBS Sports Network. Well, if we make it that far. Um, yeah. That's that's crazy. That it's single elimination for the first three games for us. Um, <laughs> Strange. Or, well, I guess the first two games. First two, yeah. Yeah, that's that's weird that they set it up like that. I'm surprised it's not the same as the uh, the men's side of things. Anyway, those are those weren't the only uh, texters to do something last week. The bowling, and not the only ones we don't quite understand either. Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean North Texas is good. Um, they're the number one overall seed, so I guess it makes sense to get swept by them. But um, or like we don't understand sucks. the tournament concept, but we oh, also don't enough. understand the bowling tournament concept. Yeah, so they were in the uh, the i b c t w f q or whatever uh, what <laughs> I, I, I don't know it's the internet because there's the, no b in it that was my whole what thing is it? the intercollegiate team championships or something like that and they played a school called lawrence tech which i'm pretty sure is just like knockoff louisiana tech um <laughs> it's the video game that just doesn't have the rights to use ncaa <laughs> yeah. universities <laughs> So there's like Zach Rouge State and Lawrence Tech. (laughs) Tech won their first game and then uh, they pretty much went back and forth uh, with Lawrence Tech, but ended up winning um, in a four to three victory by winning 177 to 171 in game six and 205 to 188 in game seven. So uh, got the job done. And then hi, Winston, my cat is a big bowling fan and has thoughts um lawrence technological university probably southfield michigan huh um then we played wichita state and again went to seven games and uh lost in game seven there against the shockers um but then went to an elimination match don't know why i I don't know (laughs) but um against Maryville and tech dropped the first three games to trail three Oh, and it's a best of seven. So not a great start. Then the texters won their next two games. Um, and then split game six. What in the fuck? <laughs> I, didn't <read> <laughs> I didn't read this before I copied and pasted it in here. Um, the teams then tied game six, one ninety six to one ninety six to split the point and Maryville led three and a half to two and a half. <laughs> What is bowling? Uh, Tech then tied it up at three and a half to three and a half by winning game seven. And then it went to a tiebreaker and Tech won. And that's all I have. Where's the rest of this? 
Uh, the Lady Texters then swept Baker 4-0 and faced Wisconsin Whitewater in round five. But after it, after starting it off 2-2 in the first four games, Whitewater won the next two to eliminate the Texters 4-2. Don't know what round that that was that was uh, or how close we came to winning the championship, but uh, I, that that was a wild ride there. I did not read that until I till just now good good job to the texters staying alive for that long yeah or at least understanding how the game works well enough to (laughs) know when to show up to the next match yeah i feel like you have to major in bowling tournaments to be on the team or something yeah so bowling was eliminated i think is what i got from what you just said i think that's my takeaway the softball and baseball teams still play the softball has their tournament baseball has five games one against lsu four against utsa how many baseball games do you think the team will win? And then how far into the tournament do you think the softball team will get? Do you think they'll win their first and then lose their second? Do you think they'll get to the elimination games? Or do you think they'll just win the whole thing? Evan, you want to start? Ooh, let's see. Softball, softball, softball. We did not play Marshall at all this year, so I have no idea. Um, we're a higher seed than them, so I'll assume we win. Then we would play Charlotte, who we also did not play this year. And they're a higher seed than us, so I will assume they will win. So I think we're going to go one and one in in softball. Um, And am I doing baseball now, too? Yeah. All right. I think we beat LSU, and I think we drop one game to UTSA because it seems like UTSA has one game in them, and our pitching staff has one question mark game in them at least. So... Um, I think that, you know, four and one on the week is really good, especially with that LSU win, if we can get it. Um, so I think Worf will pitch that Tuesday game and come in for his customary Sunday start. Um, so we may pull him in like the fifth inning or something and hope to get, you know, four good innings out of Krigger or Tompkins, or, you know, hopefully one of them will just come in and, and take it over. But hopefully my um, boy does not disappoint. Yeah. So that's uh five and two overall on the week. Matt, what do you think? Uh, dear, I'm, uh, every time I guess and it's positive, it never happens. So I break tradition. Might as well just uh, give up at this point. Uh, sweep UTSA, lose to LSU. I think the Lady Textures are going to... Um, okay, so I was really struggling with the format of this tournament. <laughs> so um, if they get past the first round, they move on to another single elimination round. Yes. If they make a pass there, then now it's four teams left and now it's a double elimination tournament. So here, and I have gotcha. I have a little bit of more information for you. Marshall is one fourteenth in Massey. The Texters are one twenty-five. So that seeding eh, may be a little misleading. I'm trying to see where Charlotte is. And I don't see them, so I'll control F here. It's in North Carolina. <laughs> oh, I know where they I know where it is. They're seventy-four. <laughs> <laughs> they're 74 um so pretty pretty tall order to, to get the texters to win that one i think oh man that was worth it well, hopefully they're in bowling green when they start playing the softball tournament <sighs> good night guys i'm done <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going down the bowling i was gonna say the bowling alley Ugh. i hate okay. myself all right so how far do they make it in the tournament matt i think they'll make it past the first round but they seem to be so up and down, up and down. They may not get past the first, but I say they get past the first, but they go down in the second. Okay. All and right. you said sweep UTSA. But lose to LSU because much tradition. Gotcha. So same as me, five and two, but different losses for the, uh, Indeed. For the baseball team. All right. So I guess I'm last. I'll start with softball. Against Marshall, we may be lower in Massey, but we're better on the field. So Tech beats Marshall and they'll get first game. Against Charlotte. Charlotte, I can't really provide any commentary on this other than a gut feeling, but I think we make it past Charlotte and we move (laughs) on to UAB. Maybe we're just having a really good May 12th and we win both those two games. But May 13th, even though it's not a Friday the 13th, it is a Thursday the 13th, and it just kind of serves to be not a great day for us. And we'll lose to UAB, but we're not dead yet because we're in the double elimination tournament now and we'll play the loser of North Texas and probably Western Kentucky. And uh, yeah, I think we lose that game too. So I think two and two in the softball tournament. 
we get to the double elimination tournament. We're like, okay, cool. We're safe. We reached home base, but no, we were only lose two games after that. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Baseball, I think with Jarrett Worf on the mound against LSU, I feel pretty good. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that happens and be very wrong when it doesn't. But I think we beat LSU. And then UTSA comes to town, and we take three or four because we have a trouble in one of the games. Uh, I'll say the one that Cade Gibson starts. Um, and so, yeah, so that's four baseball wins, two softball, then two softball losses, and one baseball loss. So six and three? Sure. So like yeah. we keep track <laughs> of this anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's about it for this week in tech sports. Normally, we'd have the tweet of the week right here. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just baseball season. Maybe Twitter's falling down and we need to start doing a, a TikTok of the week. But there just hasn't been a lot that, that's come across my feed lately that we can do for this tweet of the week. Sad. Yeah, so this won't be tweet of the week, but I do want to talk about it because it's a tweet. Did y'all watch the tweet that I sent out with the FIU mascot commercial? With yeah. the sound on. Oh my gosh. That was something. If you haven't seen it, Matt, you should because it's you have to have the speakers on or else it's nothing. But it makes me wish that we had Champ and some commercials pushing random fairway yeah, carts like or whatever. Per motor oil, right? It's like yeah. a weird knockoff motor oil brand is the official motor oil of FIU athletics. And so they've got like cheerleaders and the, uh, the mascot like dancing around and, and Oh no. And the, Oh God. But the mascot talks, but he just roars with subtitles. And it's great. It goes so on bad. too. Like it's, it happens. You're like, Oh, this is bad. And then it keeps happening. It, keeps happening. it goes on for 30 <laughs> seconds of him doing his roaring bit. It's hilarious. If it wasn't our own tweet, it'd be tweet of the week. Yeah. Oh, man. Not going to break a rule on that one. So, yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Untie podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog where I have a post up this week. Yeah, that's right. We have a blog that goes on the blog where there are blog posts. That's gtpdd.dog. It's about how maybe we're turning the corner when it comes to allowing steals and how we don't steal a lot when it comes to offense. And then I write that piece in the first game. In the first inning, we give up a stolen base. So that's <laughs> that's great. Yeah, you know, four stolen bases in the first game and then turn it around by the second game. So, yeah, who knows anymore? But, yeah, that, that post and several other old ones are on gtpdd.dog. And remember, do the baseball contest this week because probably no one's gotten a lot of points this week. But until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. It's like if Superman's kryptonite was telephone booths. Which I guess is not as much of a problem anymore. <laughs> well, he has to go in the telephone booth to change into Superman. Excuse and me, sir. I need, you to, <laughs> I need you to get out of there or else I can't save. Yeah, Courtney's booing me from the other room. I should have picked something less obscure. <laughs>